Whisper in the yard and turn the trees all into toys. Lay there on the ground and turn the dirt into your joy. Before you start to drift and your soul begins to scream, I just wanted to tell you that you're listening to a dream. Pace's Playground. Pace's Playground Podcast. I am a Cold Chamber fan. I've been since 1997. Personally, I would attribute the style to uh, Biz's tendency to linger on a few notes and also the way the guitar is playing as a staccato, which is uh, not that often that we hear that in new metal. So what would be your personal description of Cold Chamber's current style? I think it's still the same style, you know, honestly, I, I think Meeks' guitar sound is the Cold Chamber sound, you know, and uh, I think that the roots will always be the same. But I think obviously as musician, as musicians and people, we've evolved with being in other projects and time and just being seasoned, you know. So there's a new spin to it. So it sounds like a newer version of, of what we are. But I do think we have our own sound, you know. I was listening to your new album Rivals on iTunes and I was looking through the reviews and I was asking myself, do bands nowadays use that kind of info maybe to uh, set up a list to, of songs being played on the air or to play on stage? Does new media influence you now in terms of promo or creation? No, not me personally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old school. I, uh, you know, I'm definitely not that involved with social media or any kind of stuff like that you know i'm just kind of like living under a rock living in my own head half the time so <laughs> i personally don't get influenced by that but i can't speak for anybody else you know all right so uh do your bandmates stress over the number of followers they have on twitter or the fans they have on facebook i don't know if they're really stressing on it personally i don't stress on it i i think it's all nonsense i mean <laughs> i really do you know i i think it sucks that uh nowadays people look at your followers on twitter on facebook on your likes and and that supposedly means something and you know that's gonna kind of people judge you by that you know i mean it's it's just kind of silly i think you know because you don't know somebody could like something and they can never come back to your website and check out mm -hmm. stuff you know but it's necessary. It's a necessary evil. You can't get away from it, you know. So you have to play along and, and do all that stuff. But on a personal level, I'm not a fan. I was in LA a few months ago and I walked past the Whiskey A Go Go and the Roxy Theater. I think that you guys got discovered in uh, that particular place, Whiskey A Go Go. And do you think that those two venues are still relevant to a new rock bands, maybe in LA or around in the music scene? Yeah, I mean, there's not that many um, rock venues on Sunset Strip anymore, you know? They're, they just tore down or they just shut down the House of Blues, you know? There's really just the Whiskey, the Viper Room, the Roxy, you know? It's kind of sad to see venues go, you know? But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think there's a whole other scene going on in Los Angeles that's probably more on the east side probably more like Silver Lake, you know, that kind of area. That's probably where the more organic, interesting stuff is happening right now. That's a lot more underground. It's so underground that I don't even know about it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's proper to LA? Or maybe just, we're now in 2015, iTunes, MySpace, SoundCloud, whatever, that left the venues aside as maybe obsolete nowadays? Well, I think people are always going to be interested in live music, mm -hmm. you know? Um, that is something that you cannot copy or I should say download for free or illegal download, yeah. you know. So 
So I think that's something that's always going to exist. People are always going to look for live entertainment, you know? That's why we are still somewhat in business, you know? Because if it was only about record sales, that would be pretty tough. <laughs> and in terms of a new band, you know, wanting to be out there, maybe 20 years ago, that was the only way you were being discovered. Have a demo tape or maybe play on the air. Now it's just, let's send an MP3 through an email and we don't care about busting our asses that hard to get to the Whiskey A Go Go, get booked at the Roxy Theater. Well, you know, um, I don't know new bands, what is, how, how to make it nowadays. You know, that seems like a really tough thing to figure out I don't think anybody really knows you know um, the market is overflowing with all kinds of music all kinds of bands and it's so much that you don't even know where to look where the good stuff is you know jobs for people are changing everybody thinks they're a producer because everybody can like you know have pro tools or logic or whatever they want and record things themselves and and that's cool to have that option for demoing and ideas I still think that you know there's value in having a good producer that can bring out something that as an artist you're maybe not seeing or hearing because you're so involved in your mm -hmm. own art so sometimes it's good to have the outside perspective and you know even producers are looking into other careers you know because it's it's kind of like uh, dying out a little bit you know and I find it very sad you know because I do think it's a very important thing and I don't know. I don't know the state of music anymore, you know? I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> well, actually, they, there's a lot of producers that I've uh, liked through the years. Terry Date, Ross Robinson. How would you describe the importance of the producer? I think it's very important. You know, it's all about how you gel with somebody, what they hear. And again, like they might hear something that you don't, you know? I think it's an important thing. You, you just got to find the right match and that's going to be tough. And you might think you found the right match and then later on you might go, oh, maybe that wasn't so much, you know? Mm -hmm. That changes, you know? Like every record is usually different because your feelings, your vibe, what you put into it, you know, who you're working with, that all changes and that all influences what the record sounds like at the end, I think. A lot of rock bands experience tensions and break up. Do you think that bands should be more educated on the business side of the music industry? Well, yeah, I mean, sure, but you know, we're artists, you know, like nowadays it's almost like you have to be more educated on the business side of things because you pretty much have to run everything yourself, including social media and stuff. And that's, you know, and, and then you're supposed to also sit down and write music and, you know, translate your feelings into music, you know. And then you're supposed to record it yourself. You're supposed to do everything yourself. So it's it's a lot for one person to do, and then to have it put out uh, on the internet and not get paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fuck, you know, like sorry for the word, but <laughs> we're like supposed to be like superhumans or something, you yeah, know? I know. So it's a lot, you know. Um, it's a lot of work. So in other terms, are tensions and breakup a fatality in the music industry? because you guys are artists because you work with your feelings i don't i don't think that uh it's you have to break up you know but i feel like it's just any relationship it's like being married you know being married with children you know it's the same thing you have like however many personalities trying to work things out and become one you know and sometimes you're on the right track and mm -hmm. sometimes you're not sometimes you need a little time apart to appreciate each other again and make it work or sometimes you realize you know what i'm really not interested in making it work there's no rhyme or reason to it mm -hmm. you know i mean 
I can't say like if it's supposed to like break up, you know? That's I guess how you personally view relationships. <laughs> yeah, well actually that's the idea I had from a personal standpoint. It's like any other personal relationship. You break up, you think about things, you come back and then you see if you really want to make it work. So did the breakup help you guys to create, like to settle down in a creative manner and then start fresh with new creative ideas, new musical ideas? Definitely. I definitely think so. I mean, having a 13-year break is a long time, you know? <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> But um, it was necessary, you know? Um, it's not necessarily what I wanted, you know? Or I don't think that's what anybody really wanted, you know? But it just happened that way, and you cannot force things. You know, timing is everything, and even if you maybe want it today, maybe it's just not meant to be, and then mm -hmm. you gotta wait a couple more days or years or centuries <laughs> or whatever you know for us it was good you know because we all kind of grew up a little bit you know and uh, had some other perspectives went through some other things in life and now we can take that and actually look at each other and go you know what we do like playing with each other we do like creating music with each other and we enjoy each other on stage so I think we all became more humble and grateful just kind of like take it for the moment you know take it for what it is like you know live in the moment kind of thing you know It's great today. I don't know what happens tomorrow, but nobody does. And do the new ideas are being heard in Rivals? I think so. Yep. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, it definitely still has the cold chamber sound, but I think the, it's a new um, vibe to it, you know, but it's, I mean, it's 13 years later, you know, you can't like be exactly like 13 years ago. It's just a natural progression. It's the first time I've ever met a woman that works in the music industry. How does the synergy in the band, how does that come about? You know what, I mean, for me, it's pretty like normal to live with all the guys, you know, I feel very comfortable with that. But, you know, I guess I kind of grew up like kind of like gypsy lifestyle, you know, like my tra my parents traveled a lot and I slept in a lot of different places and I met a lot of different people from different backgrounds. So I think I, uh, I kind of already grew up with this kind of artsy gypsy lifestyle, you know, so coming into a bus with a bunch of guys is very natural for me. Mm -hmm. I guess uh, I can be somewhat of a tomboy, you know, and, uh, you know, when I'm on the road with these guys, I'm pretty much like one of the guys. I mean, I'm still a woman, but, you know, um, it's, you know, there's road code and that's it, you know. What's the road code? <laughs> Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> hey, this is Nadia from Coal Chamber and you're listening to Paces Playground Podcast. Paces Playground Podcast. Find it, hear it on SoundCloud and iTunes. Comment, react, or troll via Twitter at Playground Pod, Facebook.com slash Playground Podcast. Email Playground Podcast at Hotmail.com. PlaygroundPodcast.com.